I just don't know what to do. What do you mean? Like, what do we say? I don't know. Introduce yourself. You introduce yourself. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to our podcast, True Crimes and Story Times. I'm Michelle, and I'm Kirsten, and I'm back with True Crime. Yay! Woohoo! Really random. Um, I just got a notification. Have you guys watched Stranger Things yet? I haven't finished all of it, so don't even do it, bro. I I feel like everybody's gonna be like, mm, Stranger Things is so overhyped. No, it's literally it's so good. It's actually really good. This last season is probably the best one so far. It is so very far. good. And it just, like, we got a, a tweet notification about it, and I was like, I just want to watch it again. I need to watch the rest of it. So, um. Don't say anything. I'm gonna ask you, what do you think about Eddie? Oh, yeah, he's, like, one of my favorites. Oh, yeah, for sure. Love him. Yes. I don't know if that's a spoiler. I don't really think it's a spoiler. No. But he's a really cool dude. If you've watched it, you'll know. Yeah. All he's right. just a character. Yes. He's very, he's very, yeah. <laughs> I like Eddie. Jeez. <laughs> On with the case. On with the case. Let's do some true crime. Okay. 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 So today I'm covering Armin Mivis. I think that's how you pronounce it. I'm not German, so probably didn't pronounce it as good but it sounded close um he's also known as the rottenberg cannibal mm-hmm. uh or the master butcher nice um so this one i tried not to get too far into the details because some of them were just so like too much mm-hmm. like i didn't go like to the deep dark depths yeah. in this episode so okay this is more like rated r okay not like rated like what's the one above that it's like they're uh not rated yeah maybe i don't know regardless it's this is the light version of the case because i didn't want to go like too far into some of the quotes that he says and stuff because honestly like... it like makes my stomach turn and i don't really want to put that on here okay. but i did link um in the show notes, I read a book for this, and I did link the book, so if you want to read, like, the rest of the quotes or get more information on it, you can read that book. It's on Google Books. It's free. Okay. So, um, feel free to read that if you want a little bit more information. What's it called? Um, I can't remember what the book's called, but I think it's The Boy Who Became a Cannibal is what the link says. I'll just put okay. the link in the show notes. Okay. Anyways. Let's get into it. So, Armin was born on December 1st of 1961 in Essen, Germany. Okay. He was born to his father, Detlef Mivis, and mother, Waltrud Mivis. Like I said, I am not German, so okay. I'm probably going to butcher a lot of these names. That's okay. Do your best. 
So he was the third child of Waltrude and the first child of his father. Child? Child? Child. Detlef. That's what I'm going to call him. Detlef. Armin's parents were actually 19 years apart. Oof. Yeah. Big age difference. I mean, hey, if that's what you want to do. Depends on how old they were when they got together. Yeah, no. I don't know. It didn't actually say. Um, so unfortunately, Armin was a sad attempt at keeping their marriage together. Ooh, yeah, that's not ever a good thing. Uh, his mother was basically trying to trap his father into the marriage. Yikes. They are 19 years apart, you know. Right. She, her in her head, she's probably like, oh, if I have a kid with him, then he's stuck with me. He can't get a younger woman. So was she older, I wonder? What? She was, was older. She, yeah. she was older than Sorry, him? Sorry, she was older, yeah. Okay. Okay. I say it later. We talk about it a little bit more. So I'll say it in a little bit. I exactly kind of figured she was age. since she had two other kids and he mm-hmm. didn't have any. Yeah. Okay. So he did have Armin, had two older brothers, mm-hmm. um, both of which were from his mother's previous marriages. Okay. So she doesn't have a good run right now with the marriages. Yeah, it doesn't sound like it. Mm-mm. Armin was baptized and raised as a Protestant. Okay. He was a daddy's boy. A hundred percent. He said he had a great connection with his father, um, so he really loved his father. We love that. So his father would do, like, magic tricks for him, and like I said, Armin said he really loved it. He just loved anything he could do with his father. Mm-hmm. Um, on September 29th of 1970, Armin was playing hide-and-seek with the neighborhood kids. He heard his front door slam shut, and his parents were arguing. He said he couldn't hear what was being said, but he didn't really need to. When you hear an argument, you know it's not good. Right. So his father hopped in the car and started to drive away. Mm-hmm. Armin chased after the car, screaming after him, but he never stopped. He said his father didn't even look at him in the mirror, but stepped on the gas and drove away. That's sad. Later on, Armin would find out, actually from his grandmother... That his father actually ran off with a 25-year-old who I, they had lived by previously. Oh. And at this time when his father ran away, his father was 29 and his mother was 48. Wow. Yeah. So. Yikes. His father never came back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is really sad. That is very sad when you have such a good connection with your mm-hmm. parents. You can feel bad for the kid. I feel bad for the kid. You don't have to feel bad for nope. him as an adult. That does not that does not give you reason to... No. Yeah. <laughs> so, now we're going to get into uh, his mother's previous two marriages before okay. his father left. Okay. Um, her first husband just broke it off and left her. Basically, just like Armin's father. He just kind of ran off. Mm-hmm. Um, her second husband caused a gas explosion in the mansion that they would go on vacation at. And tried oh. to kill himself shortly after. Oh. His attempt did not kill him, but he did die a few days later in the hospital due to injuries. So, essentially, it did kill him. Just not right yeah. then. Yeah. It, just took, it took a while. He suffered. Yeah, for sure. Yikes. And then, unfortunately, like, six months later, his grandma died, too. Mm. After his dad left. Yikes. Yeah. This is just not not good for this kid. No. Armin didn't have a good connection with his mother, and we will get more into that in a little bit. I can see why, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, by the age of eight, Armin basically had lost all the important people in his life. 
Right. His father, his grandmother, his brothers took off because his brother moved to Berlin to study, his mm-hmm. oldest brother, and his middle brother was just living in Berlin at the time. So, everyone left. It was just him and his mom. Yep. Okay. So, now he was the man of the house, even though he's only eight. Right. So, Armin now made up an imaginary brother named Frank, because he was so alone. Oh. He said he had a very, very lonely childhood. And he did this because he knew he could never leave him. So, he made up his imaginary friend, Frank, and now we're, I'm gonna say a quote from the book. Um, he was, like, watching a TV show, Mm -hmm. and he said... I started wishing that Sandy, the boy in the TV Flipper series, would be the one, my new brother, the one who would be in me, but this fantasy began to frustrate me. I wanted something more solid than an idea. I wanted a real person to be part of me. Hmm. He was super lonely as Yeah. So. Sounds like it. Um, apparently Armin did have plenty of other real friends, though, like friends (laughs) that he was at school with. Yeah, so, um, he stated at this time that the feeling of wanting his brother, Frank, mm-hmm. inside of him grew. Okay. Um, he said he wasn't having the fantasies yet of actually consuming anyone. Oh, he meant actually inside him. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because if they were inside of them, inside inside of him, then they would never leave. Exactly. It gives me Jeffrey, 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 not your son. <laughs> I meant Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah, vibes. Because he did this to these people and made these people zombies, because he didn't want them to leave him. Mm-hmm. So it just gives me those kind of vibes. To yeah. Be so a few short years later, around the ages of ten to twelve. His fantasy started to develop. And I'm going to say another quote from the book. He says, I must have been about 10 or 12 years old. I had seen a Robinson Crusoe film on television and this awakened the fascination of cannibalism within me. Well, actually, it was a version of that story. In this one, two young men were sailing in a storm and one of them lost his life so that he wouldn't just be tossed back into the sea and lost. The surviving man wanted to eat him to keep him with him but robinson prevented him from doing so i know that as a child i said to my parents who were watching the film with me look that's real human flesh it's much brighter than our sunday roast the fuck why are you having these thoughts at 10 to 10 and or 12 years old don't know that is like How do people think these things? I have no idea. My it brain makes my can't stomach even sick. process. Yeah. Like, I can't wrap my head around it. I have never had the thought of, oh, like, I'd like to eat that person. Yeah, no. Like, Not at who? all. Not even a little bit. I think the fuck <laughs> not. Like, no. <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't. I don't either. I don't think you're the only one that doesn't get Shoot. it. Sorry. All good. So, when asked... If he had told any of his friends about the fantasies he was envisioning, he said, of course not, not at all. That is obvious. You can't talk about wanting to make a meal of someone. Even with Bernard, my latest victim, I could not even discuss this desire. Not really. 
We'll talk about Bernard in a bit. So he's saying, like, you can't talk about it. Yeah. But you, you can, can do think it. it. You can mm-hmm. do it. You just can't, like, express it. Yeah. And, and that's I'll, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I would prefer if you didn't. Thank you. Yeah. No. But then, later on in the book, he was asked if he ever told anyone about the fantasies. He did say he told... I once told a schoolmate about it, but he only laughed at me and said, you're making that up. I never told my mother outright that I wanted to eat someone, but I spoke about having someone be a part of me. I can't. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. It's... I can't wrap my brain around it, really. I really... My... I just don't have any words, because I literally can't even process. Yeah. Like, why anyone, any person... Would do that or think about that? Yeah. I don't know, because I'm not this guy. Because we're sane. Yes. (laughs) Well, he's technically sane. I don't know how. Yeah. So he read Hansel and Gretel as a child, and he was absolutely fascinated by the book and the way it related to his desires. Because he wanted to put children in an oven and put them into a pie? He wanted to eat people. And well, that's yeah. what the witch did. Yeah, I know. Well, tried to anyways. That's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, we're going to talk a little bit about Armin's mother. Okay. So, Armin's mother was his idol. He loved her a lot. Okay. Um, They were living in an apartment in Essen, Germany at this time. Okay. She was an Avon cosmetics consultant. She sold electronics and vacuum cleaners for Electrolux and also delivered newspapers and pamphlets at night when no one could see her. Because it was kind of scandalous, and she didn't want people to know that she didn't have a lot of money. Okay. So, at this time, they barely got by, and Armin said he often caught his mother crying. Oh. Um, his father had taken all their money when he left. That's not right. That's yeah. not okay. Um, so, throughout Armin's childhood and into his adult years, his mother was very controlling. And that is part of the reason her previous husbands had left her. Because she wanted to try to shape them into something that they just weren't. Like, she wanted to make them, like, her perfect man and this and that. But she wanted to control them so much that, you know. Right. They just weren't going to be who they were. Mm-hmm. His mother often raged against him, calling him names and telling him he was worthless. Oh. But in the book, when he's questioned about his mother, he doesn't say a whole lot like he's always talking about how loving she was and how caring she was he doesn't actually admit to too much of this Mm. but there are some segments written in the book about psychologists and what they think happened okay so his mother was very bitter Mm -hmm. um she would talk a lot of shit about her previous husbands and um her bitterness against men was taken out on armin yikes Okay, so the quote was, if you were to describe your mother's attributes, what would they be? And Armin goes, oh. And the interviewer says, was she controlling? Armin says, yes. Dominant? Yes. Decisive? Yes. Wounding? Yes. Hurtful? Now and then. Hmm. So, he did admit to her not being too nice in that part. I mean, I think you could she could be very loving and very caring and also be not nice high highs and low lows yes so yeah i agree um he said that at this point he started to envision his young classmates on a rectangular table and cutting them open 
Okay. He also dismembered a Barbie and hid the parts in a safe where his mother could not find them. I mean, dismembering a Barbie is one thing. Yeah. But he had intent behind it. Yeah. He had these yeah. fantasies if, in his head If already. you're thinking about cutting your classmates open, there's something wrong, buddy. For sure. I feel like everybody, like, rips their Barbies apart every now and then. Like, when you're a kid. I did not. You never ripped the head off your Barbie? Hell no. What? I never ripped the head off my Barbie. I totally ripped the head and the arms and the legs off my Barbies. No, my dog chewed them up, though. <laughs> oh, poor yeah. Barbies. I miss my dog. R.I.P. to Debo. Debo. He would only chew, like, one arm and one leg or, like, just the torso or just the head. It would never be, like, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. A little bit of each Barbie. Yep. R.I.P. And, yes, he is named after Friday. Nice. Because he would steal stuff, so we named him Debo. <laughs> Anyways, just a little uh, break there yeah. from all this crazy. Anyways. <laughs> anyway. At this time in his life, he started to have decreasing doubts about his sexuality. And Armin now says that he is bisexual. That's fine. You be whatever you want to be. And um, also... The fantasy of, like, his classmates on a rectangular table, Mm -hmm. it is a fantasy. So, Mm -hmm. it did turn him on, and he did get off on these fantasies. That, that, that. So, there was sexual gratification. It was not just him thinking about this stuff. That, that, that's where it's not okay. Yeah. I mean, it's not okay. In general. But if you're getting off, like, getting off on it. Yeah. But I, I don't, I don't see, I don't. It's not just, like, he envisioned this and he wanted to do it. It's, he got sexual gratification from it, so. It's, like, literally turning him on. Yeah. He's, like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I want to lay these people out and cut them open. hmm And he went into further detail, but. Uh, we don't need I'm to I'm not going to go into <laughs> any more detail, but like I said in the beginning, if you want to check out the book, it does, but I'm not going to go too into the disturbing stuff. I read it, I skimmed it, because I didn't even want to know myself. Nice. Um, so he had these fantasies from about the age of 13 to 18. So basically through all of his high school years. And that's when he's like going through puberty and stuff. Mm-hmm. So like, that's why, yep. I, that's probably why it's like getting high, heightening. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Um, he did have a mutual relationship with a boy when they were around 14 to 15 years old. And basically they would just like masturbate together. And they were like, his quote was, they were exploring each other's bodies and they would masturbate together. Okay. And this is when he was, like, questioning his sexuality and stuff. He okay. wasn't really sure what was going on. Okay. So. And I don't think the boy had anything to do with his fantasies at all. This was just, like, normal puberty, questioning your sexuality, exploration type stuff. You don't think he was having visions of cutting him open? Well, I'm saying for the other boy, oh, it yeah. wasn't like that. Yeah, but, no. I mean, for him, it probably was, but I'm just saying the mm-hmm. other boy, it wasn't like that for him, I don't think. I just had a gross thought. Yep, don't Let's even say continue. it. just continue. So, Armin also liked to visit the butcher shop at this time to watch the butcher cut up the meat. Gross. He said his fantasies really came to a head when he was 16, and since then, he hasn't thought about anything else, really. That's a problem. Um, also, one time when Armin had to help his mother down the stairs, he did think about killing her. <laughs> yep. 
He related it to Hansel and Gretel when Gretel pushes the witch in the oven that tried to eat her brother. He's imagining her as the witch. But Gretel did that as self-defense. Yeah, but he is... I think his version of it is like he's defending himself because she's so controlling and she treats him like shit. See where it's coming from? Okay. Like, that's how he's relating okay, it to the story. Okay, I see it. Uh, that doesn't make it okay. No, but, but I'm just saying, it. like, yes, I he see was it. asked, have you ever thought about killing your mother? And mm-hmm. that was his response. Okay. Because of how controlling she was. Mm-hmm. So also, back to the butchering part, Armin had apparently viewed a lot of home butcherings. Home butcherings? Like, people that raise animals and then butcher them. Oh, okay. Um, you know what he said to that? What? You know what he said? I'm sure you're going to tell me. Oh, I am. He stated that it wasn't unpleasant or awful, and there was nothing bad about it when it was hung upside down from a hook and slit in half. On top of that, wait, 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 on top of that, he also said that he enjoyed it very much. Did he get off on that, too? I don't know. It didn't say. Gross. Yeah. I don't know if he did or not, but I'm just saying, like... I understand people hunt and get their own meat and cut it up, which is fine. But, like, I think he was viewing it in a different way. There's one that if he said he enjoyed it, I don't think I could be wrong because I've never hunted or anything. Yeah, I don't think they enjoy killing them and cutting them open. I think they like like the reward, getting the meat and, Mm -hmm. you know, And using all the stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think they enjoy the process of, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. I'm going to cut this animal in half and dismember it that's definitely not how it goes no no (laughs) i don't think it is (laughs) although i did find that this was like a community thing so it was like a festival okay and evidently everyone enjoyed the festival like but the part that he specifically picks out is them cutting open yeah the animal and watching it like i feel like that's like other people are like enjoying the food and you know, like... Kind of watching the process of, like, you yeah. know, they hunted these animals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're... But he's, like, specifically pinpointing them cutting, cutting them the up. animal open. Yeah. And pulling all... Yeah, you know. Yeah. So, in 1980, Armin moved from the apartment in Essen to permanently at the mansion in Westfield with his mother. Okay. They did have a mansion they would go back and forth to for vacations. I think I saw that in the beginning. Yeah. But... Where her ex-husband tried to... Yeah, one of her ex-husbands. Yes, yes. So, this mansion was on a 3,000 square meter plot of land at the edge of the residential Westfield. Okay. It has 36 rooms and is surrounded on all sides by seven neighboring houses. That is a huge house. Mm Mm-hmm. It was built as early as 900 AD and first put on record in 1266. Wow. Yeah. I'm about to look up a picture of this house. When he was younger, they stayed at the apartment in Essen. And we go to the mansion for vacations, like I had said. Mm-hmm. I didn't even look up pictures. Show me. Bro, it's fucking huge. You can definitely tell that it was built like a long ass time ago. Holy shit. I feel bad vibes. It definitely gives off creepy vibes, but it's like a kind of like a cabin. Hmm. It looks like a fucking hotel. That's nuts. Or like an apartment building. Yeah. That's crazy. And that's a fucking house. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So, according to a neighbor of this house, the interviewer went and visited one of the neighbors. Mm-hmm. And um, Armin was an outsider. The family rent 
lonely, and very introverted. But also had a life that every other kid wanted. He had a pony, chickens, and sheep. Yeah. So that's what the neighbor has to say about it. Yeah. And then the neighbor also mentioned that Armin's mother had been controlling. Mm -hmm. So that's confirmed. And Armin would later say, she thought she could control me, but she couldn't control my thoughts. That's scary. And I think that's why he said, like, he didn't tell anyone because his mother would control, mm-hmm. like, everything about him on the outside. But mm-hmm. he was, in his mind, she couldn't change that. Right. So, Armin had tried to go on a few dates, but his mother had to come along and be in the back seat through the whole date. Oh, no. Oh, no, He no. did have a fiancé for nine months, but broke it off, saying her and her mother were too strong-willed. Quote, it was like going from a shower to a storm. Yeah, your mother has to sit in the back seat. Yeah. So, what was actually the real reason Armin would never get married? And Armin said, perhaps I will one day, but only when mother is dead. So, she's that controlling that, like, yeah. he can't even get married. Enmeshment, I think. She was raising him to be her husband. Mm. You know how some mothers do she, that? Yeah, Single she mothers. wanted him to, like, grow up and take care of her. Yep. And not, like, go she with She raised him else. to be the perfect husband. And then when he was trying to go off and do that, Because then she'd be it. alone. Yeah. Because everybody else left her. Mm-hmm. Her two other sons left. Her two, three ex-husbands left. Yeah. So. On January 1st of 1981, Armin left home for the military. Oh, I bet she didn't like that. Yeah. And then, not there's no specified date, but in 1984, Armin returned back home. There wasn't really a whole lot, like, of info on that at all. Mm-hmm. So, Armin's mother, her health, soon started to decline, and on September 2nd of 1999, she died from cancer. Dang. Um, this is where Armin's fantasies really took off, because he has the whole mansion to himself. Now she can't control him. Yep. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. Mm-hmm. Um, a psychiatrist, Kristen Lang said he wanted above all his mother's love and after that his brother's by denying normal relationships he was forever slipping closer to an abyss from which it would be impossible to pull back so at this point it was impossible to pull back because his mother died and he had no one yeah he was alone in this gigantic mansion Mm -hmm. with 36 rooms armin would fashion pieces of pork to look like a penis shape and then he ate it. Okay. <laughs> Your face. You said. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to eat pork the same. I put yikes in my notes, by the way. <laughs> yikes. Um, he started to pursue gay relationships with his army friends and frequented bars used by prostitutes. Okay, wait. Male prostitutes or like female or did i just say i think it was just a prostitute i think it was a woman um when i was doing my research he did say that whenever he had sex he did have sex with girls too Mm because he's bisexual right and he didn't let his fantasies get anywhere when it was with him with them like with women he only wanted men that was like his criteria it was just men okay so they could be a brother to him and he would always have a piece of them 
God. Oh. So with women, he didn't have those fantasies. Okay, I see. Because, like, the women in his... He didn't have many women in his life. His mother and his grandmother died. And he was really right. close to her. But his mother was, like, really mean to him and, you know. But he didn't have any, like, malintent towards his mother. I mean... I mean, he did say he thought about killing her. But not in the sense of, like... Not in the way that he <laughs> talks about his fantasies, no. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. He was probably... It was probably more towards men because all of the men that he known in his life abandoned yeah. him and his mother. Yeah. So, okay. I that see makes now. sense. Yeah. So, um, this is the time around, like, the internet, you know, it's really taken off yeah. around this time. And he started meeting people in hotels to act out cannibalistic fantasies. How do you act out cannibalistic fantasies? I don't know. How? I don't want to know, so let's not ask the question. Do you, like, bite each other? I don't know, Kirsten. Stop. <laughs> like, and I, like, I, like, I don't want to look it up. Don't look it up, please, <laughs> God, don't. God. So, he really started to get into computers and the internet. Like okay. I said, this was the time where the internet was really taken off. Um, so, he wanted to make his fortune by selling, or, sorry, by setting up a computer school in the manner that he was living in. Okay. I mean, he has 36 rooms to do whatever he wants with. I'm sure he can use a few to teach some computer stuff. But unfortunately, he could never raise the money. Um, he did become an employee of Technology Services, Inc. as a computer repair technician. So. Okay. But I think he actually might be an engineer. Like a computer engineer. I'm not 100% sure, but I think in one of the clips that I saw, he said he was a computer engineer. So, I don't know if a computer repair technician and a computer engineer are the same. It's probably, um, can probably be used both ways. Yeah. So, um, Armin used the internet to fall deeper into his fantasies. Okay. And this is a time where, like, shit was not censored on the internet. You could basically do whatever the hell you wanted. So, Armin soon fell into the world of sadistic and fetish internet internet sites yikes how do you come across those things i don't know i really don't because i'm not looking for them i mean i'm I, sure if I, you I, looked up like googled like fetish well, i'm not sites, going to i'm just saying if you googled it i'm sure something would pop up it's fucking google like i don't understand how like like the dark web how do people get to the dark web how i don't how know. do you do that i don't know i really don't hmm. I don't know how you just do that. So, in 2000, Armin found a message board for other people that were also interested in cannibalism. Mm -hmm. This website was called the Cannibal Cafe. My mom told me about that. What? Yeah. She, when we were, like, first doing our podcast, she was like, you should do one on the Cannibal Cafe. And was telling me about, like, a different case. Mm-hmm. Where, like, um, I don't want to get too much into it, but where this guy met up with someone else, and he, like, ate him while he was still alive. Are like, you sure it's not this case that we're talking about right now? I don't know. Is it? I, I think you think should just so. hush your face. Okay. And let me finish. And okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. My bad. <laughs> I didn't so, think it was this one. It doesn't sound the same. I thought this guy was American that she was telling me about. Okay, my bad. 
Gosh, maybe it is the same case. <laughs> he used the screen name Frankie, like the imaginary brother that okay. he came up with. Okay. Um, Armin posted an advertisement on this message board, and it said, Looking for a normally built 18 to 25-year-old to be slaughtered and then consumed. Okay. You done now? <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, Mom, here you go. Here's Bernard Brandis responded to Armin's message soon after posting. And honestly, like, a lot of people actually responded to the ad. What? The but they backed out. Fuck. They backed out. I just want to say I've seen pictures from this. It's actually disturbing. Yeah, I don't want to know. Anyways, Armin didn't actually try to force any of them to do it because his fantasies involved a willing participant, not someone that right. he had to force. They had to be willing to do it. He probably thought that, like, if he had um, volunteers, it wouldn't be as bad. Well, I just you think his fantasy, he didn't want anybody that he had to force. Okay. It was supposed to be, like, a loving relationship with a brother, so he didn't want it to seem like he was forcing anyone to do something. Uh, Does that okay. make sense? Okay, yeah, I get you. I get what you're saying. So now we're going to go into the background of Bernard. In 1963, his mother was killed by hitting a tree with her car. Oh, so yikes. He was not off to a good start. No. His father was a respected doctor. And refused to believe that his mother's accident was, um, like, was an accident. Mm -hmm. He claimed that it was suicide. So, Bernard was five years old when his mom did that. Yikes. Uh, Bernard was mostly brought up by nannies. And then eventually his stepmother. Because his father is a doctor, so he's really busy. Mm -hmm. Um, he seemed to have a normal childhood for the most part, though. He excelled at school. He had a girlfriend and also identified as bisexual. Okay. Uh, Bernard did lie about his age to Armin. Okay. Bernard was actually 42, but he told Armin he was 30. Quite a big difference there, buddy. Bernard was also a computer engineer and division chief at the Simons Company in Berlin. Um, the men exchanged like a lot of emails before meeting, so they were talking quite a bit. One of these pictures, or one of these emails, sorry, contained a picture of Armin's teeth, stating he would use them to bite his tongue out. Yep. Nice. After exchanging lots of emails, Bernard arrived in Rottenburg on March 9th of 2001. Armin said the victim, Bernard, was excited and couldn't wait to be killed. Nice. Um, the whole crime was recorded, and it was on video. That's, yeah, I'm sure, yep. Yep. Armin and Bernard had sex before anything else went down. Okay. Armin led Bernard to the basement and placed him on a mattress. Okay. Now, I'm gonna just put a huge trigger warning right here, because we're about to get real gruesome. Yep. This so, is if you part, don't want to hear this. This is the part that I remember my mom telling me about, and me looking up and then regretting everything in Every decision oh, so I this is the life. case. So you blew my case up. Thank yeah. you. You're welcome. Gosh. I mean, I didn't know all of these details. I, I just I was knew just the saying. gist of it. Yeah. I'm just messing with you. But maybe. I have it's, seen... It's not that big a deal. <coughs> pictures. Yikes. I did not look up pictures. I don't want to see it. So, 
Bernard was dosed with alcohol and pills. Okay. After the alcohol and pills kicked in, Trigger warning, right here. This is the last one. Leave now. Take me with you. You know how Michelle still says that every time I put a trigger warning on my episodes? <laughs> this is really bad. So. Yeah. All right, I'm going in. Armin cut off Bernard's penis. Nice. He proceeded to cook it with seasoning. Yum. Armin ate some and tried to feed some to Bernard as well. Because Bernard did want to eat it His well. own penis? Yep. Nice. Bernard was unable to eat due to the mass amounts of blood loss. From his penis. Yeah, because, I mean, it has a huge vein on it. You cut it off. And there's going to... Yeah. So Armin Armin ran Bernard a bath and put him in the bathtub. And he read the book Star Trek and checked on Bernard every 15 minutes. So he was just... Don't, It's just the bathtub. No. It's just the bathtub. Oh, still... She's trying to show me pictures, y'all. She's trying to hurt me. It was just a bathtub. It looks gross. So, he was just chilling, reading his book, and checking on Bernard every 15 minutes. Basically Mm -hmm. waiting for him to die. You just saw a picture you didn't want to see, didn't you? (laughs) Didn't you? Yeah, don't fucking show that to me. You want to see? No, I don't want to see. I said I don't want to see. (laughs) It wasn't of his penis. It doesn't matter. (laughs) I swear to God, don't show it to me. You don't want to see? No. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. So, in the early hours of the next morning, Armin went in with a knife. So, he left in there? Yep. In the bathtub. He checked on him every 15 minutes. All night long. Okay. So, in the early hours of the next morning, Armin went in with a knife, prayed for him, kissed him, and slit his throat. Just like an animal. You wonder where he got that from. Yep. So after Bernard was killed, this is another trigger warning. Please just skip ahead. If you want to. If you want to hear the gruesome stuff, stay. Um, but after Bernard was killed, he hung him on a meat hook, butchered up the rest of his body, which, by the way, he learned this on the internet. Yep. Froze it and ate it over the course of several months. Ten months to be exact. Wow. Um, he also did try to grind up Bernard's bones for flour. Resourceful. This is a quote from Armin. The first bite was, of course, very strange. It was a feeling I can't really describe. I'd spent over 40 years longing for it, dreaming about it, and now I was getting the feeling that I was actually achieving this perfect inner connection through his flesh. The flesh tastes like pork, but stronger. You're welcome. <laughs> One more pork for me. So his first meal with Bernard, of Bernard, actually, was Bernard's back with potatoes and sprouts and wine. And in my notes, I put, ew. Ew. I love wine and potatoes. A rump steak? Isn't that your ass? It could be your, like your back or your butt. Oh, I was, gonna, I was yeah. imagining like a whole ass cheek. I mean, it could on be. On a platter. I mean, it could be. With some potatoes and sprouts. I think it can be like your lower back close to your butt. I was thinking of like, you know, the butt. The whole booty like, cheek. Yeah. It's... Have you seen, it's hold on, have you seen Cow and Chicken? Like the show from the 90s? No. Have you seen, 
Hold on now. This is making me think of this. They say pork butts and taters. And like, hold on. Just to show you the video. If you guys know what I'm talking about, it's fucking hilarious to me. Not in this context, though. Pork butts and taters, please. And this isn't pork butts and taters. This is dog food. It's Tuesday. I always have pork butts and taters on Tuesday. We want pork butts and taters. 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 Yeah, that's literally... I wish... Hold on. I want to see if I can find a different video, because there is a video of them, like, having pork butts and taters. There's even a song. This is a 90s show, by the way. There's the pork butts. <laughs> is that what you were imagining? No. <laughs> I was just imagining a singular butt cheek. I know, but that's so funny. But, like, innocence, basically, yeah. Alright. Um... He buried Bernard's skull in the garden. That's um, pretty common. Yeah. In December of 2002, Armin decided to post another advertisement seeking another victim. An Austrian student in Innsbruck saw his advertisement and reported it to the authorities. Uh, yeah, I would too. It took s seven months for authorities to get a case together against Armin so they could go and investigate. Mm -hmm. On December 11th of 2002, investigators searched the home of Armin to find the video. Why did I say that? On December 11th, 2002, investigators searched the home to find the videotape. I told you they taped the whole thing and what was left of Bernard's body parts. Guess how many pounds were left? How many? 15. 15 pounds. That's it. And that was a grown 46-year-old man. That he ate. Yeah. So just imagine how much he ate. Yikes. So Armin tried to play it off and say it was wild pig. Yeah, okay. Armin was diagnosed with schizoid personality, but he was deemed fit to stand trial. On July 17th of 2003, Armin was convicted and charged with manslaughter due to Bernard's volunteerism. Mm. Oh, so since he volunteered, mm -hmm. that was like a lesser sentence. Yep, and cannibalism was deemed legal at this time. What? Yeah, it wasn't like illegal. There wasn't any laws about it. Nothing. That's what I read. I'm not sure if that's 100% true, but that is what I read. Oh my goodness. So since it since he volunteered, it wasn't like murder or anything. Yeah, it was manslaughter, mm -hmm. which I just now recently figured out that manslaughter was a lesser sentence than murder. Yeah, I thought it was the other way around. It's like manslaughter is like you had no intent; it just happened. Yeah. Like say you push somebody, and they were close to a cliff, but you didn't realize they were that close to a cliff, and then they fell off and they died. That's, that's why, like, like, manslaughter. When you get into an accident mm -hmm. or, and somebody dies. Yeah, that's manslaughter. It's, like, vehicular manslaughter because yep. you didn't mean to. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, at the trial, Armin said he felt guilty and regretted what he had done. And he wanted to discourage anyone who wanted to follow in his footsteps. I think, whatever. I think that's a bunch of BS, but okay. Yeah, he definitely didn't feel guilty because mm. he tried to do it again. Mm-hmm. So, in April 2005, 
a German court ordered a retrial after prosecutors appealed Armin's sentence, arguing that he should have been convicted of murder because he killed for sexual gratification, a motive proved by his having videotaped the crime. Yeah. A psychologist that had interviewed Armin said that he was still very dangerous. He stated that he still dreamed of devouring the flesh of young people. So in 2006, Armin was convicted of murder and disturbing the peace of the dead. Because he ate him afterwards. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Um, he's still serving a life sentence currently. Okay. He is now Good. a vegetarian and joined a prisoner group favoring Green Party politics. Don't know what that is, but... Probably has something to do with being vegetarian. Maybe. He assigned global rights to his story to Stamps Hamburg-based company, Stamfork, for no charge on the condition of it giving an accurate account of his case. So he sold the rights so he could get money, basically. Yeah. When asked what is being a cannibal to you, Armin replied... For me, I imagine that the person I eat stays with me forever. It's not about the killing or butchering. It is about entering into a relationship. My main fantasy is finding that person that wants to be slaughtered and eaten. By the way, the quote was a lot longer and has a lot more gruesome detail, but I was not going to put that on there. I mean... And that's it. In a weird way, I see what he means mm-hmm. in, like, a very fucked up, like, way. Yeah. Like I said, it he, relates a lot to Jeffrey Dahmer. He is, it's, for him, it's it's not about killing somebody. He doesn't want to kill somebody. He just wants them to stay with him. He doesn't ever want to lose somebody because yeah. he's lost everybody in his life. He wants to kill them to put him inside, right. them inside of him, so he has them forever. But it's not the act of killing them that he is, like, getting off on. It's. I think it's all of it actually i think it's cutting them open and killing them and all of it yeah now that i think about it i think it's the whole shebang yeah because cutting them open involves killing them don't show me the pictures kirsten i swear i just y'all better come get her right now bro it's not come and get her i don't even know if it's really not gonna do this i don't even know if it's really a picture i don't care it looks don't like show me from a movie. No. Stop trying to fucking lie to show me the picture, bro. No, I'm, I'm being not looking. dead ass. Well, do you want me to keep tell your you what it is? dead ass over there. Do you want me to just tell no. you what it is? No, I don't want to know. Just leave it to the imagination. Thank you. I won't even imagine it either. It's not that. No, Kirsten, don't show me, please. Okay, fine. I'll just yeah. exit out of it. Everybody yell at Kirsten right now for trying to show me this picture. She is not being nice to me. It's gone. Thank you. You're welcome. Anyways, that's the it. That's the it. That's the it. That's the it. That's the end. Michelle's still freaking out. I'm not freaking out. I just don't want to be shown the picture. If you haven't already, go Go subscribe subscribe to to our our Patreon. And follow our socials. Link in the show show notes. (laughs) I was trying to say it. (laughs) And uh, anything else you have to say? No, I need to go recover. Yeah, same. From that. I'm never <laughs> Imagine doing again. the research. Yeah. All That's right. how I felt when I was doing Junko f- for Junko Furuta. It was rough. Anyway, yeah. uh, we will see you guys next week. Catch you in the next one. Love you. Bye. <laughs>